Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. The name Emmanuel means God with us. From both the Hebrew and Christian narratives, we hear the yearning for this Emmanuel, for God to become so present that God's peace, truth, love, and justice reign among all the world and bring balance to what feels out of sorts. From Isaiah 7, verses 13 through 15. Then Isaiah said, listen, house of David, Isn't it enough for you to be tiresome for people, that you are also tiresome before my God? Therefore the Lord will give you a sign. The young woman is pregnant and is about to give birth to a son, and she will name him Emmanuel. He will eat butter and honey and learn to reject evil and choose good. And then the Isaiah scripture is referenced in Matthew's telling of the birth narrative. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph. Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, Christmas is three days away. Are you ready? I was at Target yesterday morning, yes, the Saturday before Christmas, um, which was a little crazy, but I got there early to do some last-minute things, and I just had this sense that something was a little different, and then it hit me. Target, the Saturday before Christmas, was full of men by themselves with their kids doing their last-minute preparations. I'd never seen so many men at Target in my life. (laughs) They were getting ready a few days before Christmas. I was doing last-minute errands, too, so I can't judge. 
Daisy, our six-year-old, has recently um, become enamored of baking. She loves to bake. In fact, for her birthday in November, she was gifted with a baking cookbook for kids. Um, It came with a cookie sheet and cookie cutters. They were rainbows and unicorns, of course, a cute little apron, even a pastry bag for icing and other kinds of pastries. Uh, Over Thanksgiving break, when Kyle and I had some time off work and the kids were out of school, we went up to the mountains and thought, okay, this is the time we're really going to dig in and we're going to bake together as a family. We poured over the cookbook and we decided that our Thanksgiving Day dessert would be peanut butter chocolate chip brownies. They were delicious, and I'm proud to say for the first time in my 37 years of life, I made brownies that did not come from a box. And they were delicious. We had fun making them. We enjoyed it so much as a family that we thought, okay, we're going to spend this holiday season doing some more baking. So in the evenings in front of the fire, Daisy and I poured through her new cookbook, and we wanted to pick out something that we could make to share with our friends and our families, our neighbors over the holidays. We picked out madeleines, uh, which are French hybrid cookies and cakes. They require a special madeleine pan. I had to do some research on Amazon to figure that out. Uh, But we were going to make orange zest ones. We were going to dip some of them in chocolate. And we would give them to the kids' teachers in addition to some gift cards um, and share with everybody that we knew. Put them in cute little Christmassy bags and tie them with a bow. We were going to win this year at Christmas. Now, why I thought uh, in front of the fire on a peaceful Thanksgiving night that I would actually spend my holiday season doing some baking, when heretofore in my 37 years of life, my baking consists of buying a sheet cake at Costco, I don't know. Because by the first week of December, I realized there was no way that we were going to have the time to bake all these madeleines together. But I did some research, and I found some candy that we could make instead. It didn't require turning on the oven, but it would still be a homemade treat. We could buy some store-bought nuts. We could melt some chocolate in the microwave, mix it together, stick it in the fridge. Voila, homemade treats that we could still share with those that we loved. By the second week of December, I realized that's not going to happen either. I was at Costco, which is a lifesaver, and noticed that they sell big tubs of peppermint bark already made, and I thought, hmm, maybe next week I can come back and just buy a bunch of peppermint bark. We put it into the bags, we put it on trays, nobody will be the wiser. Well, friends, by the third week of December, I did not go back to Costco. Fast forward to Friday, this past Friday, the last day of school, and I'm happy to say my kids did put gift cards in the hands of their teachers, but they were just in little cards that they had colored on. There were no treats that we shared with our friends, our neighbors, our mail carrier. The expectations of what Christmas will be like, what it should be like, are often vastly different than the reality. You'd think after 37 years, I would have realized this. Christmas is three days away. Are you ready? Today, we hear about the conception of Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew. And this week, it focuses on the perspective of Joseph. Last week, we heard about the conception of Jesus from the Gospel of Luke, and that focused on Mary's experience. I imagine both of them, Joseph and Mary, had expectations for their lives, expectations for what their life together would be like. 
They were engaged, and at the time, engagement was actually a legally binding contract. It was the first step in the contract of marriage, likely arranged by their fathers. They expected that they would be married a few months later, that they would live together in Nazareth, have children, and live a quiet life as a carpenter's family. We heard last week Mary's reaction when she found out the news that she is pregnant before marriage and that she is going to give birth to the Savior of the world. She ponders the news in her heart. She visits her cousin Elizabeth and then she sings out a powerful song about how God is doing magnificent things through her and will in turn save the whole world. Well, today we have Joseph. He's our protagonist. And we actually don't know a lot about Joseph. He doesn't get a lot of air time in the Bible. But we do know from Scripture that he's a righteous man. He finds out Mary is pregnant. He doesn't know where or why or how. And custom would have dictated that he certainly could not have moved forward with this marriage. He's required to dismiss her or more like divorce her because it was a legally binding process. He had to go through a, legally, a legal process to dismiss her. He could do it publicly and shame her in front of everyone or he could try and go about it quietly. He decides that he's gonna go about it quietly. The fewer people that know that better, he didn't want Mary to be shamed. It's not what he expected from his life not what he expected from his future wife. He has a dream one night, and in that dream, an angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Joseph, this child that Mary is carrying, this baby is from the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid. Go ahead and marry Mary as you planned. Name this child Jesus, for he will be the savior of the world. He will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph wakes up. He believes that this really is a sign from God. He changes his mind. He commits to Mary. He commits to raising this child. Mary and Joseph get married, and later they do welcome a son. They name him Jesus. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Their expectations of what their lives would be like, should be like, were vastly different than reality. There was no way that they could be ready for what their son would be, what he would do, what he would bring. There was no way they could be ready. Christmas is three days away. Are you ready? The pressures are real. <laughs> we can take on all those expectations of society or from others or maybe the ones that we put on ourselves, even with the best of intentions. We want to win at Christmas to take that perfect family photo for the card that we'll send out with that poignant and hilariously written letter about the last year. We've got to take our kids to have that picture with Santa. Some people have an elf on the shelf who every single day in the month of December does something different in your house. Some bake goodies from scratch for everybody that they know. I've been a grateful recipient of those from some of you this year. Sometimes we live up to those expectations joyfully, sometimes begrudgingly. 
And sometimes we don't, we can't. We've got the best laid plans, but we know how that works out. Are you ready? Beyond the expectations of gifts and cards and lights and experiences, I think that the harder and the deeper soul question that lingers for all of us is how can we be ready to celebrate when what we expected our lives to look like this year is so different than the reality? How can we be ready when this year there's an empty seat at the table? Maybe that's because of death or divorce, somebody's inability to travel. How can we be ready when we thought that by this time, surely we would have a new job, and yet we find ourselves still unemployed? How can we be ready when our health is failing us, when addiction's overwhelming our lives or the lives of those we love, when depression and anxiety increase what can feel like tenfold this time of year? How can we be ready our long and can feel interminable? Or how can we be ready to hear the story of a miraculous birth when what we most hoped for was a baby by now, but life circumstance or infertility or the difficulty of adoption have our expectations shattered again and again? And it's not just our lives, right? How can we be ready when the world feels so broken? Global warfare and gun violence in our communities, refugee crises, democratic protests, Presidents impeached, a climate in peril. We wonder, can we really sing joy to the world at a time like this? Are you really coming, oh God? Can we expect peace? Do not be afraid, the angel says to Joseph. Do not be afraid, the angel said to Mary. Do not be afraid. The angel says to us, for God is with us. Yes, the angel says to Mary and Joseph, your expectations of a quiet life in Nazareth have been completely shattered. The world's expectations of an acceptable family through which to birth the savior of the world, they've been shattered. The people's expectations of what a Messiah will do, who a Messiah will be, they do not match reality. Because the world expected the Messiah to be a king born to emperors and rulers. They expected that Messiah to come and to rule with a sword, to take down the Roman government by leading armies, by killing enemies. They expected the Messiah to be a good and a holy man, but not God. Christmas is coming. Are you ready? For I am coming, says God. I am coming not as a king, not as a worldly king, but as a vulnerable baby born to an unwed teenage mother who was shamed for her body. Born into a carpenter's family from Nazareth, a nobody man from a scorned town. And Jesus is not merely a good, holy man. Jesus is fully human and fully divine. Emmanuel, God with us. 
I am with you. I am with the whole world, says God. My love is so deep that I am becoming a human so I can live into the full experience of your lives. The joys and griefs, the pains and celebrations, the sorrows and the delights. There's no way Mary and Joseph could have expected, could have gotten ready for the life that their son would lead. For as he grows up, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, enters those broken and the beautiful places of humanity. He will eat with folks that nobody else wants to eat with, the tax collectors, the sinners, the prostitutes. He'll touch lepers, the untouchable. He spends a lot of time with women. He breaks boundaries about Samaritans and foreigners, who is in and who is out. He upends the religious establishment for being too in line with the powers of the day. He comes not with a sword, but says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the earth. He'll mourn over his dear friend Lazarus, weeping over his death, entering into human grief. He turns water into wine, crumbs into a feast, greed into generosity, violence into peace, and death, death on a cross he turns into life and life abundant all while offering us mere mortals abundant forgiveness and grace. God has been, is, and will be with us, Emmanuel, whether we are ready or not, whether life lives up to our expectations or shatters them to pieces, whatever we face, the good news is we are not alone. Whatever we do or don't do, we are not alone. Whether our hearts are full or they're breaking or somehow both at the same time, God is with us. Do not be afraid. Christmas is three days away. As we move closer to that holy night, my prayer for all of us is that we can begin to let go of some of our expectations, trust that God is with us in the midst of whatever we do or don't do, and know that deep in our hearts, it doesn't matter if we're ready, because God is ready, and God is coming. I want to leave you this morning with a poem by the writer Madeline Lee Ingle and I hope that it can carry all of us through to Christmas. It's called First Coming. <clears throat> he did not wait till the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. He did not wait for the perfect time. He came when the need was deep and great. He dined with sinners and all their grime, turned water into wine. He did not wait till hearts were pure. In joy, he came to a tarnished world of sin and doubt, to a world like ours of anguish, shame. He came, and his light would not go out. He came to a world which did not mesh to heal its tangle, shield its scorn. 
and the mystery of the word made flesh, the maker of the stars was born. We cannot wait till the world is sane to raise our songs with joyful voice, for to share our grief, to touch our pain. He came with love. Rejoice. Rejoice. As you go out this morning, getting ready for Christmas, I want you to hear one more time, first coming by Madeline LaEngle. May it be a blessing for you this day. He did not wait till the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. He did not wait for the perfect time. He came when the need was deep and great. He dined with sinners and all their grime turned water into wine. He did not wait till hearts were pure. In joy, he came to a tarnished world of sin and doubt. To a world like ours of anguish, shame, he came, and his light would not go out. He came to a world which did not mesh to heal its tangles, shield its scorn. And the mystery of the word made flesh, the maker of the stars was born. We cannot wait till the world is sane to raise our songs with joyful voice, for to share our grief, to touch our pain, he came with love. Rejoice. Rejoice. Go forth with that peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.